This is Upload Media. I love when you and I disagree. Because <laughs> I feel like we agree on almost everything. We do. And then there's those moments where it's like... Like, do I even know you? Pickles? <laughs> you don't like pickles? I know. It makes me re- rethink every part of our relationship Honestly, when we though, disagree. Yeah, the foundation is very shakable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to Other, your favorite podcast out of all the podcasts that you listen to. This is your number one favorite. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) If it wasn't before, it is now, bitch. (laughs) Just kidding. Well, no, not kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you unbuttoning your shirt? I was buttoning it, actually. I was trying to be more modest. Oh, don't. No, okay. Not here. Do you know what? I'm going to unbutton one more then. Yes. Here we are. Take it off. Let the chest hairs out. Mm. Mm, Zaddy. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) it's your favorite podcast with your favorite podcast host. I'm Caleb. I'm Sarah. And today we are talking about jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what the fuck we're talking about. We are entering into this blindly. So you're about to join us on this adventure, the blind leading the blind. Oh, we love that. We've we've realized that every time Craig is here with us, the vibe is just unpredictable. Right. It's wild. That's it's because untamed. I'm unpredictable, baby. Oh, what sh- am I going to hit next? Woo! Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's where we're at today. Here we are. <laughs> Welcome to the vibes. Welcome to the vibes. So Sarah, tell me everything about yourself. <clears throat> um, well, I'm a sex symbol. Yeah, you are. I'm a future porn star. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. You're an icon. You're a legend. I'm an icon. I came to fuck shit up. Yeah. Well, you're doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, I'm just having a good day. Mm. And the sun is shining, and yeah. I haven't gotten to see a lot of you in the past couple of weeks because you've been traveling. I have. I've been out and about. Sisterhood of the Traveling Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs> Get it from like sister. Yeah, of the no, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> what I love is that Sarah has been so giggly today. Like the amount of times that I've seen her smile has brought so much joy to my oh, heart today. Because normally I'm a bitch with a cold heart. <laughs> right. You're like, just... hit me with those eyes. You're like, and I can't tell if you hate me or if you want to fuck me. <sighs> Both. Both. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I hate you and I want to fuck you yeah. at the same time. Mm. Okay. So question. Have you ever hate fucked anybody? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Is, is this the place we're going to talk about? I don't it? know. I mean, I asked the question. Yeah. And you know what? It was like good sex, too. Wow. Because I feel like even though I really, I literally hate this person. Like, I don't like them. I don't respect them. I don't think good thoughts. But I feel like I don't even, I really don't even know why I did How it. How did it happen? I feel like they just. Because I'm, assume, I'm assuming this person probably knows that you don't like them. 
I thought they knew I didn't like them, but I also feel like they just kind of like wore me down over time. Oh. Like they kept messaging and they kept mm-hmm. saying things and they kept after it and kept after it. And at one point I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Just come over here. And yeah. And then after that, they were like, how come you didn't tell me that like sex with you was so amazing? And I'm like, it's because I don't like you. Oh my God. You told them that? Yes. <gasps> yeah. That's wow. the only one person, yeah. but it was legit. Like, I don't like you. And how it was did, still good What did sex. they take? How did they, how did that, how did that conversation end? I want to know, like, how, how did they take that? Um, they were probably just, I don't even know, but they still to this day will like message me and uh, are after me. And I'm just not no into way. it because I don't like them. That's so fascinating. And this is also so bizarre to me that we haven't ever talked about this before. I'm surprised it's never come up. Wow. But actually, because I know they don't listen to this podcast, I feel comfortable <laughs> talking about it. <laughs> okay. But that's actually a great point because I feel like I have had this moment where I'm like, I'm, I'm starting to put myself out there. I'm starting to date again. And I'm um, like, I, I just linked um, the podcast Instagram. I saw to that. My and Instagram I want you to know you're title. not the lesser half. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. I know. Thanks for, you know, that little boost of confidence. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, I realized that if people, you know, look into my life and at all, you know, because I'm pretty public about this podcast and about most of my life, I feel like I try to be kind of an open book. But if I'm experiencing dating a person, I might end up talking about them on the podcast. And I think it's already happened to me before Mm -hmm. with like um, Dave. Um, Who the fuck is Dave? You know, David. (laughs) Anyway, um, and I'm like, I just remember talking about the the situations or so, some of the circumstances. I'm like, oh, I think he actually listens to the podcast. Oops. Uh huh. That happened to me a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird. It's like it's weird for people to for me to like talk about my life and for people to listen to it and then to perhaps if, you know if they live in Iowa or whatever, but to like know more about my life than I've told them directly. And here's the thing. It's really easy to forget that other people are going to hear us because Mm. we are in a room with no windows. Oh, we have Craig. It's just Craig. (laughs) Yeah. So unfortunately, Craig knows more about us than he probably cares to know, too. Right. But I trust I trust Craig. I trust Craig inherently. (laughs) If we didn't before, we do now. Right. Like, honestly, if I had kids, I would trust Craig with them, with their lives. Aww. With their lives? Yeah, with our lives. That, like, godparents. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure. No, but I'd I just be, think that's the kind of person I'd you are. I'd be the godparent yeah. to kids. Thank you. It's because we know now he's got a big open heart chakra. We do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we love Craig, and we're so glad that he's um, produ- producing gonna for us. You're going to make me cry. No, oh, you're going to make me cry. I'm, like, a little emotional already. <laughs> you make me cry. Oh, whatever. You don't have a heart. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I'm a bitch doesn't mean I don't cry, Caleb, okay? You're a big girl with big feelings. I am. I have big feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I cry big tears. Right. Elephant tears. Crocodile tears. Oh, is that what it is? No, they're real. They're legit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just giving you shit. I know. But yeah, I feel like this podcast is such a weird experience. Totally. And I always feel weirded out when people are like, oh my God, I listen to your podcast. I'm like, ew. I know. <laughs> Last night, I went to an event for my beloved Liz Bennett. Oh, we love her. Ugh. Love you, Liz. I would lick Liz Bennett. Where? Anywhere she wanted me to. Her vagina? Um, No, probably not there. Okay. <laughs> 
But I do love her. Like, honestly, if Liz Bennett had a dick, I would suck it. Obviously, this is a very uncensored, (laughs) very raw podcast episode. So (laughs) welcome to the show, everybody. There you go, Liz. How does that make you feel? (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Anyway. Anyway, I love her. I was at Liz's event and um, someone who was tending bar. know anyway they were like do you have a podcast and i was like oh shit yeah and they were like i'm a fan i'm friends with caleb and i was like well that makes sense everyone's friends with caleb Mm. and i was like i know that people listen to the podcast for caleb and i just like (laughs) exist and they were like balance (laughs) i was like exactly you get it it reminds me actually i feel like (laughs) emily said something about this uh about my yoga teaching She's like, I feel like Caleb's a good gateway drug. Like people come for Caleb and then they stay for the yoga. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can accept that. <laughs> then the novelty of Caleb wears right. off. And it's like, yeah, Caleb's just some douchebag who teaches yoga and it's fine. But you know what? I took your class yesterday. Was it yesterday? No. It was two days ago. Today's Thursday. I teach on Wednesdays. Okay, then it was yesterday. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. Time. Wow. What is time? <laughs> who knows? Um, but I have just really been like super into you lately. Oh. I love your voice. Thank you. You have like a yoga voice mm. and then you have the podcasting voice. And I like yeah. your voice all the time, but your yoga voice is like makes me damp <laughs> and all damp and moist <laughs> and tingly in all of my secret places. <laughs> Can I can I get an example of this yoga voice, please? Uh, no, no, I feel so very self-conscious. <laughs> I guess you'll just have to come to yoga, okay? <laughs> I just think you have a great voice. Oh, and like well, thank I you. love the things you say and I love the way you cue and I love all the poses that you put me in. Oh yeah, the body mm. positions uh, I put you in. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. I love when I twist and you then like you're that? like move your right leg. You like here. that? Yeah. <laughs> Logan's not going to let us hang out anymore, guys. (laughs) I love it. My face hurts. Oh, shit. Um, This was the last time Craig was allowed to produce. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Well, thank you for saying that. You're welcome. um, uh, Yoga is such a great um, experience. Teaching it is such a great experience because I feel it puts me out of my comfort zone every single time that I do Why it. are your eyes closed? Because I was having to think about what I was saying. Because <laughs> I was trying to, you know, stop thinking about the body positions that I was putting you in. <laughs> okay. But um, it, it puts me out of my comfort zone every single time that I teach it. And I thought it would get, like, quote-unquote easier um, the more that I did it. And it's not that I teaching gets easier. I think it's um, my... My willingness to like 
confront the discomfort. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is to like, I'm nervous. These people are like looking to me to guide them safely through, yeah, through, through, um, through a series of poses. And there's a lot of responsibility with that. And, um, I just, it's a good practice mm-hmm. to get myself out of my comfort zone, to get myself out of my head mm-hmm. and to be present in a space and to, you know, trust myself enough to lead people. Yeah. You know, the interesting thing about teaching is I mess up mm-hmm. teaching mm-hmm. every class, every class. Right. You miss like you say you left when you mean right or yeah. whatever. Or I yeah. tell them to do something that makes no sense. Then sure. I'm like, wait what did I just tell them to do? Why Mm. is everyone doing this? I said this. And it's like, no, you didn't. Mm. But I agree. It doesn't necessarily get easier, but you become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe. That's really what it is. And I think, yeah, it's a practice. You Mm -hmm. practice being uncomfortable. Yep. And I think part of that too is like what you were saying is making mistakes. And I think being okay with making mistakes Mm -hmm. and like, even if they're small, I think I can make a mountain out of a molehill, you know, like, oh, my God, what do these people think of me? I'm an idiot. And it's like, shut up, Caleb. Yeah. Nobody's thinking about no it. No one cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always going to be somebody better than you, you know, like you're never going to be perfect. Right. So get over yourself. It's not all about you. Right. Exactly. That's the thing Ugh. right there. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, but that does bring me to this experience that I had. Um. Oh, I okay. So I traveled to Europe. Europe. Um, my best friend graduated from uh, a program in England, and so she was like, "You should come watch me walk." And I said, "Yes, absolutely, I'm doing that." And then we went on a vacation to Paris. Um, but I used this trip and some of the time that I had to do an exercise that she told me about that she did, uh, which was writing a hundred of my dreams down. Mm. And they could have been, you know, dreams that I had when I was a kid. Or they can be dreams that I have for myself now. Are they like, I want to go take a sabbatical? Or is it like, I yeah. want to wear plaid every day? Or is it like mm-hmm. all... Well, yeah, I think they're a little bit more like based in like the values that you have and the mm-hmm. things that you, um, you know, I guess are trying to manifest okay. or like your intentions or whatever. You know, those are like some words that I feel like I kind of had in my head when I was entering into the practice of writing down my dreams. Um but they also all weren't very serious. Mm. You know, like one of them was to grow hatch chili peppers mm. in my life mm-hmm. because I love New Mexican food mm-hmm. and I miss having green chili and red chili on things. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them too were like, <coughs> take my a thousand hour yoga teaching, you know, and that's like a really far away goal, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm only at 200 hours, but they can be anything. And I feel like it was such a good um challenge because writing out a hundred was really difficult mm-hmm. like i think when i got to like three or four i was like okay can i be done now <sighs> time for a nap <laughs> yeah. or a cigarette or yeah. something like i need a break um but it was so good to like deep dive into well, the things that i actually want out of my mm. life and it was kind of enlightening mm. so i don't know if that's you know something that you would be interested in doing too and i want to like swap so i kind of have yeah i guess for me i i just called it a bucket list Mm, which is kind of the same Mm -hmm. and there's things on there like one of them is have a walk-in closet Mm. which stupid but then there's like big things Mm -hmm. like i want to one of them was i want to be able to take like a three-month sabbatical Mm -hmm. and 
not talk. And I can't remember exactly what those silent meditations. Vipassana. Yeah, yeah. I think. Um, but I want to do that. Yeah, they're that's, called vipassanas yep, in the yogic tradition anyway. But there's different things. There's different like, you know, Christians have mon- uh, monasteries where you can go and do silent re- um, meditations or mm-hmm. silent retreats or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah. And like to live abroad mm-hmm. and to be able to live to see my grandkids. Yeah. So I and it is interesting because you're right. You you're like, OK, I've got all these dreams. And then you sit down to write them out and you're like. Okay, I can't what get past five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's also important to remember that dreams for yourself don't have to be like huge <clears throat> things. Like they can be as simple as I want to grow hatched chilies. Yeah. Or I want to walk in closet. Mm-hmm. Or, um, yeah, I want to live long enough for X. I think part of it too was the exercise of taking it out of my head, mm-hmm. you know, and putting it to paper yeah. and like giving it a voice. Mm-hmm. That was so important. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a tough exercise. <laughs> Are you going to keep this list somewhere where you can see it? Um, Potentially. It's written down on a napkin. <laughs> mm, you should frame it. I should. Um, But it's, yeah, it's. It's kind of like on a bunch of different sides of the napkin because I, you know, it's a hundred. So that's a lot. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should write them out and do that. Because mine's in a journal, but I journal so often that I'm done with that journal. And I did it a while ago. But you're making me feel like I should get it out and continue to Mm -hmm. look at it. Because it's also good for when you feel stuck to look at that and be like, oh, my God, I grew a chili Mm -hmm. yesterday. And be able to cross some things off mm-hmm. and feel like you're working towards your goals in life. So, yeah. And I, that's kind of the reason why I brought this up is that I feel like there's that issue of <clears throat> putting in myself in a position to grow. Mm-hmm. Right. Is um, like with the yoga teaching, like every time that I do it, I'm uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I'm putting myself out there um, anyway, because it's a commitment that mm-hmm. I have. And some of those dreams that I wrote down are so big and like feel so like out of reach. Um, But I think it's important to start to, I don't know, commit to them Mm. in some way, you know, to like at least have some kind of bearing, you know, it's almost kind of like writing and making a compass for your life. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how it felt to me. Um, Understanding the things that I value, the things that I think I'm I'm good at, the things that bring me joy, and being able to see it and be like, oh, okay, I'm actually headed in this direction. Now I need to start walking. I need to like, take that first step. How do you leave space for the things that pop up that might become a dream once you start doing it, like podcasting? Mm, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a fair point. I don't know. I didn't think about that. I think um, I've had to pivot so many times in my life, you know, like... When I went to school, I originally thought I was going to be a missionary. And then, you know, partway through school, I changed my major and I went into communications, which is the only degree um, that I could kind of explore my artistic side and start going into acting. And then that led me to New York, where I did acting school. And then while I was there, I started picking up bartending and that that became like a creative (laughs) outlet for me. And so when I moved to Cedar Rapids, that's what I did. And I started, you know, managing in restaurants. And that's what I did for the past seven years. And so, like, I don't know. The ability to pivot is something that I value in my life. Um, And I think if anything, you know, a compass only just points in a direction, you know, no matter what way you 
turn or how many turns there are when you're heading in that direction. I think it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. I think as long as you, you know, have a little bit of uh, mindfulness Mm -hmm. maybe about it. Um, And I think you can kind of incorporate some grace for yourself when you make a decision that, you know, maybe was unexpected. Mm. And I think there's always the option to to course correct. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's really important to remember Mm -hmm. is that no matter how far you've gone, you can always course correct. Ooh, profound. I don't know. I think I need that reminder a lot. I agree. Because I feel like I have that. You beat yourself up a lot. I have that uh, shoulder devil. Yeah. That's like, you suck. Mm -hmm. And you've made a lot of mistakes. And that disqualifies you from X and Y and Z. Mm -hmm. And that's why you suck. And that's why you're going to die having done nothing in your life. My God, what an <laughs> asshole that little I know. devil is. I'm, a, I'm an asshole to myself. <laughs> yeah, I am too. I feel like we all are. I feel like mm. oftentimes the person we are the meanest to is ourselves. Oh, yeah. And that's actually the person we need to be the nicest to. Yeah. Which is hard. Why is that so hard? I don't know. I think there's, I think we have like a lot of expectations on ourselves, And I think that there are a lot of them are unrealistic and I don't know necessarily where they come from. I would assume that like they're socialized into us when we're young, mm-hmm. you know, that we have to accomplish or be or do or whatever, um, to a certain level. Um, and we don't learn how to love ourselves in spite of, you know, those unrealistic standards. I was listening to this podcast. It was um, Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things, which oh, yeah. I told you about yeah, the other day. Yeah, you were day. telling me about that. Um, and it was about like raising untamed kids because she wrote a book called Untamed. Mm. But I like, and then they had this, um, I cannot think of her name. It always escapes me when it, there's a microphone in front of me. But this um, like child uh rearing expert that's not the word i was looking for but that's what i've got and child psychologist <laughs> maybe pediatric psychiatrist maybe a psychologist who specializes in children. childhood development Pro- maybe sure yeah. um but she was saying that the goal isn't to raise happy kids it's to raise resilient kids oh, yeah. which just made me think of for us like the goal should be resiliency it should mm. be the ability to pivot yeah. it should be the ability to look at where you're at and say okay this doesn't look anywhere like where i plan to go but can mm. i still get to where i want to go or how does am this... i willing to make a mistake yes mm. and use it to get me where i want to go sure, and look to at take it a risk. as a positive i feel like Brene brown talks about this a lot too and her and daring greatly um is this idea of resiliency mm-hmm. um and i <laughs> i don't have a lot of that <laughs> yes you do everything you just said is resiliency well sure i can talk about it in theory because it exists in actual practice, but you don't see yourself like that. But all the things I know about you point to a very resilient person who is able to change and welcomes change <laughs> and does it with grace. Not in this particular so moment. I know. Oh my God, you're turning red. I am. I'm like, I am like squirming right now. I wish that everyone could see Caleb right now because he looks sweating. He looks like I just whipped out my vagina and asked him to like do something pleasurable to me. He looks absolutely disgusted right now. And it's so funny because Caleb is, if you know him, the kindest 
like most loving friend. And when people talk about him in the same way that he talks about them, he gets so disgusted. What the fuck? I think it's, um, yeah, I think part of it is that I have this deep desire to be seen that way, you know? And so, um, for you to have said that meant a lot to me. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get emotional. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. (laughs) I might cry, but I, um, I don't know that like really touched me. And, um, yeah, I thank you. I feel like I've had to do a lot of work, you know, to like get here and there's been a lot of shit you know yeah and um yeah so thank Aww, you oh i love you i love you too stop it oh my okay God. i'm not crying anymore <laughs> this is a, a lot of emotions Ooh, in this room today we are a sober roller coaster i might yeah, add right oh speaking of i got my nine months chip <gasps> the other Yay! day Nine months of sobriety, of continued sobriety. Thank you. Thank you. We're it so feels proud really of good. you. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm proud of myself, too. You should be. Which is really good to say. Um, A year ago, took... could you have pictured yourself here where you no, are now? No. I um, I might get emotional again, but I um, when I was celebrating it, I remember thinking, like, this is... It's taken me a long time to get here, you know, and um, a whole nine months. <laughs> but nine months feels like so long, you yeah. know, when you're doing it. And I was talking to a coworker yesterday about the the way that I was before. And um, like I would drink to blackout like every night of the week. And um, I I feel like I've like hit a place of like freedom, you know, liberation from that. And uh, it feels so good because it's so different than what I imagined. Um, And so I just feel really grateful, I think, if anything, and blessed to have people like you in my life. And uh, my my friend Marie and my parents have been so supportive and my brother and yeah, I just feel like life is pretty beautiful in this moment, you know? Like, still got challenges, but it's it's just so much better than it was a year ago. Mm. Like, I was a mess. <laughs> I'm still a mess, but a di- in a different way. Yeah, yeah, you're a little more put-together mess. You're a sober mess now. Yeah. No, I've always adored <clears throat> the hell out of you, but I am so proud of you. I was actually thinking the other day... I was like, Caleb's been on time to all the shit we have to do lately <laughs> or early. And then I was like, I wonder, see, I think about you when we're not together. Yeah. Might not be the thoughts you want me to be thinking, but I am thinking about you. But I was like, I wonder if that's like a conscious thing he's making or if like sobriety just makes it easier for him to, I don't know, like, I don't even know, stay on task or want to do things or I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I think it's a combination of things. I think um, part of the realization of my sobriety is that I've been so self-centered, you know, that it's all like I'm the main character and everybody else is just, you know, side or a supporting role or NPC or something, you know. And not that I would have ever had said that, but that's the way that I acted. And so Mm -hmm. I think, you know, in sobriety, it's kind of like I respect other people's time more i never felt like you disrespected my time to well, be clear but i do notice it change. wasn't an act of disrespect it right. was just uh it was an 
It was like inadvertent dis- disrespect. It was like a side effect yeah. of the disease. Yeah, for sure. And um, I don't know. So that's part of it. And the other part of it is that like I have more mental clarity to kind of organize my day mm-hmm. and to know what's happening next. And so I can like, I don't know, show up on time. Well, I feel like you've also in the past year, I mean, in kind of along with sobriety, you've made so many life changes that have positively affected your ability to function and be present mm. and care for yourself. Yeah. Um, which has freed up a lot of time because I feel like when you're in the midst of like self um, turmoil, I guess, yeah, it's really hard to like, I don't know, focus on anything that would make you a better version of you. And not just like mm-hmm. you, but proverbial you. Yeah. But I feel like once you kind of clear that shit out, you have the capacity to actively work on you. Yeah. And I feel like before it was like survival mode, you know, mm-hmm. like oh, you yeah. only <laughs> had a very small amount of actual time mm-hmm. to do anything. And so that time was not going to be used to self-improvement. Mm-hmm. It was going to be used with like the basic things you needed. It to was like. Yeah, it was surviving, it was coping, Mm -hmm. and it was not, you know, I was not taking care of myself, like, even the basics. Like, I wasn't eating, I, you know, barely showered, I didn't brush my teeth, you know. And it's kind of shameful to, like, talk about in in some way, but, like, I think other people experience this where there's just no way to break through that obstacle mm-hmm. of self-care mm-hmm. and i think the word the words self-care have like been you know manipulated and changed and have become something else um but for me it was coming back to the basics like i need to make sure that i'm you know sleeping enough and that i'm drinking water that i'm eating and then from there i could start to add on more stuff mm-hmm. like i could you know start to read more or um play more or um, I don't know, take care of me as a person, not just my body, but my myself, my mm-hmm. soul, you know, mm-hmm. my heart. So I don't know. <clears throat> it's uh, It's been a journey, and I think um, it's important for me to acknowledge the mistakes that I've made and the, the shit that I put myself through and the shit that I put other people through. Um, so I don't know. It. It is good. I feel like I'm I'm on this path, you know, where I'm walking forward as opposed to one step forward, two steps back, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm definitely not where I want to be, but I'm okay and I'm content with where I'm at right now, which I think is insane to say. Never thought I would say that, but here we are. Mm, I'm so proud of you. Thanks, babe. I love you so much. I love you. Not as much as I love you. I feel like we've been talking about me a lot now, so I feel like... I don't well, wanna, I don't want to talk about me, so right. let's keep it on. Well, I don't want to be in the spotlight anymore, so let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll find something new to talk about when we come exactly, back. Exactly, and it won't be about Sarah. Okay, thank God. <laughs> All right, bye.
I was just thinking, Tell this me. has nothing to do with anything. It's not Kelly Clarkson's music <laughs> that I don't like, okay? <laughs> it's Kelly. It's her. Oh, it's not okay, the music. Okay, but here's a serious question. Okay. Can you separate the artist from the music? Yes. Because I have this problem with um, Michael Jackson. Like, can I, like, do I feel like it's okay to listen to his music with all the shit that he's done? I feel like that about R. Kelly. Right, that too. Which is why I only listen to R. Kelly in private. <laughs> when no one's around. It's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yes. Definition. But on the sex playlist, he makes up about 50% of the jams. Jeez, yeah. Mm. But then I think, who do you think he was talking about, Sarah? Right. When he was having sex mm-hmm. in the kitchen. See, this the- is why I can't separate it. Well, I'm able to separate Kelly, the person, mm. from Kelly's <clears throat> music. Sure. Because there's a lot of times... I will think about someone like um, and a Kelly song will come up in my head. So I I know Mm. that she has a lot of good music. I just don't like her. I just wanted to clarify that for anyone who cared about your opinion on Kelly Clarkson, (laughs) (laughs) which is no one. Right. So you're welcome. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I think the thoughts that I was having on the break is uh, about community. Wow. About, we were on two much different paths during that break. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we have two different brains, <laughs> but like I, so I traveled, right. And I went to Europe and it was life changing. And I feel like so much of me wants to move and to live in Paris. Mm, please don't. Um, okay. Um, but you know, then it, it brought up thoughts of like why I'm still in Cedar Rapids, like oh. why I'm here. Why are you? Know? you? Because of the people that are in my life and like, and I don't even see a lot of these people, you know, every day, but I think about people like Darcy or Jesse or, um, Ken or, um, you know, bunch of people that are so important to me and I have, you know, such a big space in my heart for them to, you know, co-live, mm-hmm. you know, cohabitate. And I think it's it's about having like a a, a sense of like f- family almost here, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> and it took a lot of time to create that, mm-hmm. and it would be really hard to start over. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to leave because I want to. I feel like I'm invested, you know, and I am invested, and. You know, I care a lot about you. Like you, your friendship to me matters a lot to me. And this is something I said after we stopped recording, but I don't think that I could have gotten to where I am without you. Hmm. So I don't know. I just, I wanted to say that. I, I wanted love to. You. I love you too. I couldn't have gotten to where I am without you either. I was thinking about how I hate being single, which mm. I think about all the time. <laughs> we talk about this a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I had a friend who was like, why don't you move? Or like, why don't you start um, online dating and look for people out of town? And I'm like, I can't move mm. right now, which has never been a thought I've had. I've always said if the right person came, I would go tomorrow. Mm. But then I was like, I can't like right now. I can't. 
kind of like what you said. I've spent so much fucking time putting myself out there, making friends, Mm -hmm. going to shit, being uncomfortable, trying to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I am not about to jeopardize all of this shit, all the people I love, all the community that I've built for one person. Like you can come here Mm -hmm. and move with me, but I can't leave right now, which is interesting because I've never felt like that ever. Yeah, that is, that's quite the shift. And I think that is so interesting to me that that's an expression of the shift that we've experienced in our life in the past year. Mm -hmm. Like having made such big decisions, like Mm -hmm. quitting our jobs and doing all those things and uh, investing more time in this podcast and in our yoga teaching and all that. Like it's, it's been a growing experience and the feelings and the thoughts that I have now are so unexpected. Mm-hmm. Like it just looks so different than what I thought it was going to yeah. a year ago. Shit. I was journaling that um, a couple weeks ago. I was like, I could have never predicted that my life would look like this, that mm. I would be the person I am, that I would think the things I think, that I would mm. be doing the things I'm doing. And some of it, it's like n- not always positive, right? Like sure. I, there are dreams I have had to let die. Yeah. Um, or things that just don't fit in with the direction that I'm headed now yeah, that I had to grieve some loss. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think we've, I think we forget that even moving along the right path, you are going to grieve the paths that you did not. Take. Right. It's not going to be all unicorns and rainbows. No, even though I love where I am, right. I'm still grieving the loss of a lot of things mm-hmm. that I thought would be that aren't and that's okay right it's that thought of the grass is greener yeah it's not it's not it's just different grass yeah it's different grass but i'm really happy sure and i guess not even happy because i hate that word Mm. i'm finding joy sure in contentment my grass yeah yeah i know you find happiness in grass (laughs) i actually fucking hate grass i was thinking not grass but i'm planting i am planting native shrubs what nothing (laughs) you're so cute grass like weed yeah (laughs) i love the weed grass right that's what i was talking about and i feel like you just took it in a completely different i did i did i was like oh okay but i actually do hate grass yeah okay like (laughs) such a strong opinion about something that is so stupid because yeah grass is stupid yes grass is so Dumb. I, I hate, hate it, it so yes. much. Me too. I wish I didn't have to have a grass lawn. Same. But it's not my house, so I do. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> my goal is to make a no-mow lawn. Yeah. Okay, so I was actually just watching, uh, and I started following a bunch of like um, native landscapers on Instagram, and it's like, I'm, I'm convinced. I've been... Um, You've been bamboozled by the grass. Yeah. The propagandists. Yes. The suburban white Ugh. propaganda. And I bet they're all cis and hetero yeah, white it, too. Gross. <laughs> exactly. And so like it's been really interesting to kind of be converted, mm-hmm. right? Um, from this idea of like what is acceptable or what is, you know, preferable. And being like, no, actually, I hate mowing. Is this a but metaphor also, for life? Yeah, 100% it is. That's why we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, is to, um, you know, foster a healthier soil, you know? Mm-hmm. It's better for Literally the ecosystem. And metaphysically. Yeah. Figuratively. Metaphorically. And literally. 
<laughs> all of it. Spiritually. All the ways. Yeah. All encompassing. 100%. We don't fuck with grass here. No. Um, and also, I just I want to add the amount of people that like water their lawn when like. <laughs> oh. I, first off, right if now. you water your lawn, stop. stop. It's gr- like <laughs> it is. It baffles me because it's like mm. it is designed to live through droughts. Right. It will be okay. It well, and it's a non-native fine. species. Like, exactly. stop it. Also, like, the things stop that putting are chemicals in your lawn fine. too. I know the runoff like, situation. Is, well, stop. Also, stop, stop doing raking it. Raking in the fall. Right. The Ugh. leaves are nutrients. Right. They're supposed to be. They're there. like, no, it'll kill my grass. That's not native to Iowa. Fuck your grass. Fuck your grass. Yeah. Other that's the, uh, <laughs> other the podcast. Fuck your grass. Fuck grass. <laughs> wow, if you can't tell that, that we've got some, stand behind. some neurodivergence <laughs> in this room. <laughs> what are you talking about? Where? <laughs> oh, oh, shiny. <laughs> Sorry, grass just gets me real wild. Me yeah, too. I can tell. I but fucking like, hate grass. It's so true, though. It's like it's so dumb yeah. that like we're socialized into this like space where. Um, we have to have a lawn that looks a certain way and la di da di da and boop de doop be doop. Fuck that. Fuck that. I'm done with it. Uh, okay. That was the, <laughs> and that was that on that. Thank That's you for listening that. to other. Period. <laughs> I came here and I had to say. <laughs> we said what we had to say and now we're done. <laughs> you fucking plant grass, I'm going to find you. <laughs> Uh, wow wow this has been a journey um i just want to talk about our book club oh yeah please would you <laughs> yeah i'm about to shame some motherfuckers so get ready oh fuck you weren't there i wasn't there we, i was flying in i don't give a fuck uh, okay about your little trip that you took that's fair with your alternate bff okay that's fine who i like marie i love you just want you to know she doesn't listen Good. she doesn't want to hear what i have to say she already gets enough of me <laughs> <laughs> good to know um, we had our first book club for our book club called Bad Bitches Be Reading. First of all, these bad bitches all collectively maybe read the book if we add up all the members, but I no read one read the, the book. Okay, you read the whole book. That's great because you weren't there, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> but <laughs> the attendees Zing. that were at the book club did not read the whole <laughs> book. Um, so this book pleasure. That's actually really surprising to me because I feel like the people who did show up are total nerds. Yeah. And I mean that with, with all love. the respect <laughs> and love. Yeah, well, they didn't. But also, this book was written by a queer black woman. And the only two people that came besides me are white men. Right. So it's like, this wasn't necessarily their chosen genre of literature. Sure. Um, we didn't talk about period sex. Well, I think everybody should, should read black feminism. I totally agree. Black feminist authors. Yes. Right. Absolutely. And I they liked it. Yeah. And they They you liked know, what they read. They did. As little as they read. As the little bit that they read. Yeah. They liked it. But it was it's just funny because then I was sitting there having a conversation about period sex. <laughs> about period sex, <laughs> masturbating, nipple play during sex, mm. um, flirting. <clears throat> what I find so interesting is that the book was about so much more than that. 
<laughs> and I feel like that's, of course, that's what the topic centered on. Because honestly, sex is the most interesting conversation that anybody could be having about anything at all, ever, period. Totally. Unless it's about oppression <laughs> and freedom from oppression. And that's what I feel like the book was about. So Okay, I missed that memo. <laughs> right. Well, you would have gotten the memo if you had read the book. Probably. <laughs> My takeaways were much different than yours. So. <laughs> and it was just funny because we have like, I don't know, 12 people is that it at least 12 people and there's our just book so club. many people talking in the group chat that it's like there are we don't even know <laughs> it just who seems these like a lot more anymore. where did they come from i will like go to my phone and it'll be like 27 messages on messenger and i'm like why who the fuck well the non-participant non-participatory members of our book club we have a lot to say there's but a lot not of loud voices life. on the internet yeah <laughs> they're they're just internet trolls <laughs> brody for sure <laughs> I'm Brody's on my good list because he came to book club. Okay. And I'm on your shit list because I didn't. Yep. So we all got drunk. Do you know what? Brody can just stand in for me in this podcast too. That'd be fine. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. Uh, Wow. (laughs) I love Brody, but I love you more. See, okay. That's what I needed to hear. Thank you. I just have to affirm. (laughs) Stroke your little ego. Right. My insecurities were like in full. Mm Mm-hmm. Full fire right there. Yeah. But I just want to say that um, for everyone that didn't come, you're all on my shit list too. Yeah, Tamara. Oh, but she's... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't listen to this podcast either. <laughs> and she is out of the country. Yeah. And it was her fucking idea okay, to read Anthony. this book. <laughs> yeah, Anthony. Who else are you going to call out by name? Cynthia. Yep, who else? Um, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah. There's... You know who you are, okay? Yeah, you know who you are. Those of you that didn't come. Bitches. Now I need a plant. So it just, like, it's it should be bad bitches don't be reading, honestly. Bad bitches skip book club. <laughs> <laughs> bad bitches make excuses. How about that? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think when this podcast episode is over, I'm going to change the group <laughs> chat name. <laughs> Everyone's going to be so confused. They'll be like, you better listen to our podcast next week to find out why. Uh, just, you know, a subtle way of throwing shade. Nothing is subtle about subtle. this. <laughs> I could be more direct, I guess. You've already called out several people by name. I don't know how much more direct you could be. If I know your name, I'm going to say it. Should we open up the chat? Yeah, absolutely. List I'll list everybody here in this bitch. <laughs> Nobody is safe here in this space. This is no longer a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> this is a danger zone. I am firing shots, okay? Shots fired. Pew, pew. Exactly, motherfucker. Oh. You know when Caleb starts using the F word, shit's getting real. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out, everybody. <laughs> Watch out. We're coming. Uh, anyway, that that's all I wanted to say. Okay, well, I appreciate that honesty. Mm-hmm. And thank you for your share. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, I am actually, I was on the group chat earlier cause I was like wanting to like pester, um, somebody to make a, um, a ballot for us again to choose the next book. Cause I'm ready. Ready. Well, of course you are. Cause you didn't <coughs> even come to the fucking book club. Well, I finished the book a, like a month before we even met. I know. 
okay. I like ate up that book. If you guys, are, if you guys are looking for something to read, read Pleasure Activism by Adrian Marie Brown. And it is a good book. It is so good. And it's actually one of the best books to read if you're like getting back into reading because it's short and sweet. Like there's like different essays that are like probably four or five pages long individually and so it's not like something you have to like remember what happened right before you can like read one essay at a time and you can like kind of make your way through it mm-hmm. um and that's how i did it and it was glorious well good so if you're interested in black feminist literature adrian marie brown is the way to go there you go anyway you got in the group chat and you asked someone to make us a new ballot i didn't i thought about it oh i was like i don't want to be a bitch hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. Oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I'm ready. I'm ready to read more books. And I, um, yeah, I'm here for it. Cool. Yeah. So if any of you listeners want to join our book club, too bad. <laughs> actually, we're looking for new members who are actually going to come to the meetings. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, I think, you know, if we have listeners who are outside of the state of Iowa, which I doubt, but... Um, if you do, then we'll probably just have to have a Zoom link for that because that would have been helpful, maybe potentially. Yeah, I'm all about it. Okay, just slide cool. in our DMs. Right, but you guys met for like what three hours? <laughs> three hours talking about period sex and masturbation. <laughs> yeah, with two two with two white guys. Yes, I love that. One of who in your house? Uh, in my home <laughs> with my children. <laughs> My kids, I was thinking about that too. I'm like, my kids are going to be so <laughs> fucked up. They're going to have so many things to talk about in therapy. It's not like they were in the room, but they hear shit. Oh, sure. But I'm also like, you're normalizing things that are normal. Sure. I was telling uh, my friend Kimberly about our book club. She was supposed to be there. She wasn't. Um, but she was like, it's science. And I was like, it is science. But this is a science that my gay friend Brody would never think about. Period mm, sex. Yeah. Probably you either. Why would you? I have thought about period sex in the past. You have? Yeah, but that's because a friend of mine told me a story of where she was on her period and a guy went down on her and it was interesting. It definitely made me think about period sex. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. Do you okay. want to? Yeah, I want to know we, your opinion. Go there? Yeah, let's because go there. I have a really extreme PMS. Mm. So I get very, very sore, like yeah. my whole entire body. Mm. So it's not fun for me. Sure. Yeah. But then I was like, I don't know, maybe I should try it. But the amount of men that have not been discouraged by me being on my period and still wanted to have sex with me, I used to think it was really weird. Mm. Um, but now I'm like, good for them. Yeah. 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 And I should have taken more of them up on it since I'm not having any sex now. I feel like that's such a scarcity mindset. Is that I should have just taken the sex while it was there? Yeah. Can you stop? (laughs) Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, sex is scarce right now. Yeah, it's dry as the Sahara Desert over here, bitch. Truly. Yeah. It's um, it's been a sad time. But do you know what? Okay, we were also just talking about this before we started the episode. Um, is that I'm ready to level up. I'm ready to um, be in a relationship. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I feel like I say that a lot, or I have said that a lot, but I didn't really actually mean it. I think I just wanted to have sex. Uh, I was lonely. Yeah. Um, but now it's like <clears throat> I've gotten to this place in my life where I've done a lot of like some work in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the next way to level up is to be in a relationship with somebody because yeah. that's what brings out like 
your dark side, your shadow. Yeah, I also, I agree. I think that you get to the place where it's like, okay, I can only do so much work mm. by myself, on myself. Like now I need that next level and partners serve as a mirror. Mm. And I think part of it too, and just to say this, is that I think there is some work that you can only do by yourself. I agree. And I think there's work that can only be done in community. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just you can't just do one or the other. Mm-hmm. Or you can't just do one. All yeah, the time. Right. You need both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you know, finding a relationship where I could continue to do that solo work and like community work too, because I think my problem in the past with relationships is that I throw myself completely in mm-hmm. and then I'm just like one half of a whole as opposed to like a whole person in a relationship, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I need to kind of process that information. I want to be a whole person too. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal, right? But I am the same way. And I used to think that I was like good at adapting. But now I realize like I would just kind of, and I never thought I was a people pleaser. Like that's the other part. I thought I was just an open enough person that I could make your interests mine because I like changed. You were a chameleon. Yeah. I thought I was being a chameleon. Mm hmm. That's the exact word I used in my journal. Have you been reading my diary? I wish. Oh, my God. No, you don't. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Maybe we should bring our journals on and read it one day. Okay. I would fun. do that. Um, But yeah, now I realize. Show me yours realize, and I'll show you mine. Okay. All right. Been waiting for that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> oh, way to go, Craig. He's on it. I'm on it. He is. <laughs> Yeah, now I realize that I was probably just forsaking everything I wanted for another person because mm-hmm. I was afraid of abandonment, which is yeah. my number one fucking fear and trauma and trigger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> that so was right out of I fucking love it. Craig, you can produce for us anytime. <laughs> Craig's episodes are the best. They are. They're so unhinged, but they're so wonderful. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Craig just pulls out all the good juiciness. Absolutely. Ooh, I feel Ooh. juicy today. I'm juicy, baby. Yeah, buddy. Um, Got some juice in here. <laughs> juice world. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes Caleb really surprises me. <laughs> Thank you. Like, no. Wow. Anyway, so if you want to date Caleb, <laughs> slide in the DMs. Yeah, it's slippery up in there. Oh, we love a slippery slide. <laughs> Full of juice. <laughs> This is so shameless. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yes. it's, yeah, here we are. Raw and uncensored. Raw fucking dogging it. Right. Like always. <laughs> raw dogging life. Living life on the edge of an <laughs> orgasm. <laughs> you know what I mean? We haven't We're edgy, we haven't, baby. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. yeah. We haven't said that in a while. I know. Uh, why? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We kind of just continuously use that phrase. I know. So we I need desensitize to people. Right. Mm-hmm. To orgasms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all need more of them. Honestly, though. So if you want to give one of us. 
Just kidding. Well, no. No, I'm not kidding. Make your intentions known. We are taking orgasm applications. (laughs) (laughs) Then we'll talk about you on our podcast. Yeah, so if you're not okay if you're not okay with that, then don't no need to apply. (laughs) We will have you sign um, an agreement that says that a a, a liability waiver. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Nothing is safe. (laughs) Well, this has been a really thought provoking (laughs) time. We've given you a lot to think about. The good news is that we have episodes coming up that are going to have real thoughts. Uh, yeah. Substance. <clears throat> Substance. There's going to be some heavy conversations. There are. And so I hope that you're taking this moment of levity, um, you know, with a grain of salt. <clears throat> because we really do care about, you know, big, important things. And um, life is full of shit sometimes. Yeah, life is shit. It's been a shitty time in the world. Um, but I think, you know, if anything, this is a reminder to, you know, incorporate play mm-hmm. and joy and laughter into your life whenever you can. Um, you can't let the the bad times get you down, you know. You're probably someone that makes me laugh more than other people. I wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if you're that funny. I'm not. But... <laughs> <laughs> You just like opened me up to a place where laughter is easy. Mm. And I'm not one of those people like who laughs at shit. Mm-hmm. I unless know. it's <laughs> really? Yeah. Caleb is every time I'm like, this is the second thing now I've said that Caleb is looking at me like first I said, Do I go with the flow? Which that was a no. <laughs> and apparently I don't laugh very easily either, which I don't. Right. But when and I'm these with aren't you, bad I'm things. just open. Yeah. Well, I think that I take that as a higher compliment than being funny, you know, that you feel comfortable, you know, and seen and, you know, safe and valued by me. I do. So that you could, you know, laugh. I can be my true, authentic, weird self with you. Yeah. I think that that's important to me. Me too. Yeah. And I think I wish there was, you know, more space like that in the world. And so I think that, you know. The more that we can foster that for ourselves and for other people, I think mm-hmm. the world would could could would be a better place. Yeah. Yeah. And listeners, you can be your true authentic selves with us too. Yeah. Show me Please that weird do it shit. On our review page. <laughs> <laughs> five stars. Yeah, five stars. And yeah. um engage with us on social media. Yeah, I I want some like feedback. I want people to like say, Hey Caleb, I think you suck or Hey, Caleb, I love the sound of your voice. If you tell Caleb hey, he Caleb, sucks, I'm going to find you and beat your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. So watch out. If you say anything negative, Sarah's going to kick your butt. Yeah. I'm going to find you. Yeah. Don't hurt my friend. Right. Anyway, um, as always, we appreciate you so much for listening to us, giving us your time um, <laughs> and putting up with us as we go on these roller coasters. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I also just want to say in October, we had a record download month up in this motherfucker. Wow. And that's because of you listeners who keep coming back and keep listening. Right. Don't know why. I don't know why. I don't feel like I don't know why either. Honestly, sometimes. (laughs) It is a shock to me that anybody listens to me. So (laughs) Truly. Well, not you, but I am surprised, especially based on episodes like this, that people keep coming back and like it yeah what the hell what the hell um and how lucky are we that we get to do this Mm. 
So lucky. So lucky. So that thank I could you. spend time with you. Stop. I was talking to the listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't stop. I, Never I mind. meant that about you. I figured. Uh, anyway, we love you and um, sh- like, review, share. Yeah, all and the go shit. live your life on the edge of an orgasm. And then get that orgasm. Right. And scream. YOLO. With joy and pleasure. Ecstasy. Squirt your juices <laughs> everywhere.